Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how I do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is called It's my time. Here we go. It's been a long time coming. Now my change is on its way. I will not be defeated. My faith will not be swayed. It took a while for me to see the one who has always been for me. He is my Lord, my Savior, and my Father, too. He did what he said he would do. He didn't leave me or forsake me. He is my refuge and my fortress in my times of need. He sees my heartaches and my heartbreaks. He has opened up my eyes to his promises and purpose for my life. He has made me realize that I am more than a conqueror and the victory has been and always will be mine. It is my time to shine. And I wanted to put that out in the atmosphere ever so eloquently because I have been awakened for the past few days more like weeks, but literally awakened in the wee hours of the morning. Around three o'clock at times, four o'clock at times, but around that time, I have been awakened. So I decided to do something differently this past day. It happened early this morning at 3 a.m. And I had been speaking to a friend of mine and I told her, I said, I keep being awakened at these odd hours and I don't even know why. And she said, oh, okay, I believe I know what's happening. She said, the universe is trying to get a message to you, Teresa. So the next time that you are awakened at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., I need you to get all the way up. And then she sent me a clip and the clip that she sent me was of a gentleman explaining why it is that you may be getting awakened at 3 a.m. in the morning. And so as I listened to him, this isn't the first time that that has happened to me. And I don't even know why um, I haven't truly yielded to to the fullest capacity because I have um, yielded in terms of waking up whenever I'm pushed to do so, um, whenever that unction to get up is there. I'll wake up and I'll do my best to follow whatever instructions are given to me. But what I never thought about doing is taking a moment to pull out my journal and write. And so what I did when this occurred this time I was like, I'm going to write, as the man suggested in the video, I'm going to write down what it is that I hear and the instructions that I'm given. So ironically, 
the instructions that I was given was a scripture. Now, for those of you that read your Bible, if you read your Bible, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't read your Bible, then you may not. But I'm still going to explain it to you nevertheless. And so, what happened to me was, I just opened up my Bible randomly. Now, what I've heard in the past is that anything that has the red writing on it, that whatever the red writing is, that was Jesus Christ himself speaking. And so when I opened up my Bible, I turned to Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And I'm going to read them, read what I saw to you. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And so I began to write because although I read the scripture, I asked a question because I wanted more clarity on how that applied to me. And the question that I asked was, if you are telling me that I am the salt of the earth, if you are telling me that I am a light to the world, can you show me, God, what that even looks like? Can you show me what steps I need to take in order to see that manifest so that you can get the glory? And I asked the question, why me? And I asked the question, when? And the response that I heard so clearly was, but God. And a lot of times, I'm sure as you journey through your world in this thing called life, you hear, but God, hashtag, but God, but God, but God, you hear that often. And maybe we put the, but God, because had it not been for God, we would not have made it through a certain trial or a certain tribulation or a certain circumstance and so what I when I heard that but God I took it to mean I'm not going to be able to do it in my own strength in my own way it has to be led by the Holy Spirit it has, I have to be guided by something far greater than myself. I can't just yield to the way that I'm trying to do it. I don't even know how it looks. I don't know how it's going to manifest. I don't know what it looks. I don't even know what I'm looking for, truth be told. I just know that something was decreed into my life and I believe that I receive it. 
but I don't know what it looks like in the moment. So I truly believe that it's going to require something greater than me, someone greater than me, a vision bigger than me in order for it to make sense. You know, a lot of times we hear that, make it make sense, make it make sense. Well, that was kind of my tug of war with God earlier this morning. Make it make sense. And I'm the verdict is still out. I still haven't gotten the full essence of what it is that he wants me to do and how it is that he wants me to do it. But I had received a text message last night and I was told that we have yet lost another warrior and that her funeral services were being held on today and I can't help but think that even in the midst of me having the desire to be present for my mother and my grandfather because it was his little sister and I'm speaking of the grandfather on my mother's side he still lives. The grandfather on my father's side, the Lord rest his soul, has passed on. And so that's all I could think about is being there for the family. Now, anyone that knows me knows that that's what I do anyway. Um, as long as I have breath in my body, as long as I have the working of my limbs, it is in me to be there for my family. I absolutely love my family. I consider myself blessed. And so I try my best to express my gratitude by being present at any given moment, at any given time, as long as God opens up that opportunity for me to be there and do so. This was no different. However, those of you that know about how funerals go, you tend to end up meeting relatives that you were not aware of or how you didn't know how you were connected. You didn't know how you were related. Maybe your first time meeting them, just depending on how often you are involved in your family gatherings, family reunions, so forth. COVID-19 was real. A lot of us were held in the house for a long, hot minute. And so it just depends. Those things have to be factored in. And so I met one of my cousins and she is with child. And it was just, it wasn't even, it was a moment where I was able to impart wisdom to her because I've had six of my own children. And we were just in our little bubble, just talking to each other, connecting with one another, having our moment. We were just in our own little bubble, not Every, you know, everyone was around us. Everyone was doing their own thing, um, having their their separate conversations, all of that. It was just a nice family vibe all the way around. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a young lady who actually happened to be the owner of the home, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful house. But she walked up to my cousin and I and she said, Y'all are so beautiful. That's a light shining. That's a light shining. When someone comes up to you and tells you how beautiful you are, your light is shining. It wasn't minutes later after that 
I had, um, and someone had placed an order, one of my relatives. And so I told her that our order was in the car. So she's like, girl, go get that order. So I went to go get the order, came back. And then, well, before I came back, I heard so clearly, go ahead and bless a few ladies. And so I was like, okay, in obedience, I did that. I went ahead and did that. It was a blessing to a few ladies. Um, and so a few minutes later, a young lady walks up to me and asks me, um, could she access me online? And I say, yes, you know, the information's on my card. You're more than welcome to check online. Please do so. She's like, I, I live in San Antonio, but oh, I want to purchase some things. To God be the glory. Thank you, honey. Thank you for your business. And so right before she walked away, she said, you are so beautiful to me, is what she told me, that I'm so beautiful to her. And I was like, thank you. That was the light shining. So a long time ago in my life, my light was shining. And I was surrounded by people who didn't know that I didn't know how bright the light was shining. But I was disregarded. I was hated on. I was talked about. I was disliked because they recognized a light that I did not recognize that was within me. They saw the salt. I didn't see the salt. They were threatened by the light that I didn't even know was on the inside, that was exuding on the outside. I was so unaware, so innocent, had not a clue, but yet I was being treated and ostracized and mistreated like I knew what I possessed on the inside of me, what I knew that exuded on the outside of me. I was so ignorant to it, but they didn't know it. And so I was treated and mistreated because they saw something that I myself didn't even recognize within myself. And I was treated that way accordingly. And when I look back, I was like, oh, so that's what this person's problem was with me. As I look back over how the light shined and how it the joy of the Lord was on the inside of me. And I wasn't articulating that to people. I just had such a close relationship with him that his joy, the, the joy that he gave me exuded. So in a lot of my photos, all you see is me smiling from ear to ear. I didn't know that intimidated people had not a clue. I didn't know that you could have so much joy on the inside of you and that there are some people that are so miserable that they will look at you and be like, you can't be that happy. How is she that happy? Why is she always smiling? Why is she always laughing? Stop it. That was them trying to dim the light. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't recognize that. But being awakened at three o'clock in the morning 
and being told you are the light. There's a saying, this joy that I have on the inside of me, the world didn't give it so the world can't take it away. And I've allowed so many people over the course of the life of my own lifetime to sift me as wheat. To try to take the joy away. To try to have me second guess who I was, my true identity. To make me feel lesser than so they could feel greater than. Because they didn't know how to handle the light. It was too bright. So instead of self-reflecting and asking themselves, why does this light bother me so much? They would do, whether consciously or subconsciously, whatever they could to dim the light and tell you how fat you are, tell you ugly. Something to try to dim the light. Are you going to ever be good for sex? Ain't nobody going to ever want to marry you. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. Ain't nobody going to want you. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. You're not good enough. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. You're not worthy of this position. Those are effort. Talk about job position. You're not worthy of this job position. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. You don't know enough. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. I saw and found someone better than you. Those are efforts to try to dim your light. But when you know whose you are, and when you know who you are, the light will continue to get brighter and brighter. And there's nothing you can do about it because you're not the one that gave yourself the light. Your creator is. And so when he sees that other people are doing all that they can to dim your light, he will do just what he did for me. And he will possibly wake you up at three o'clock in the morning. To remind you of who you are so that when the naysayers present themselves, so that when those who are trying to reject you present themselves, so that when those who are trying to see if you're a fraud present themselves, he's reminding you, you are the light. You are the salt of the earth. So you can't respond the way that everybody else responds. You can't do what everybody else does because the call that is on your life, because the pathway that I've chosen for you, because of the promises that I made to you, in order for you to see them come to pass, honey, you've got to be set apart and you can't do it like they do it. And even if they can't stand you, even if they don't like you, that's their business. 
and it has absolutely nothing to do with you because I've given you specific instructions. I can help make your enemies not only your footstool, but I can also allow you to be at peace with your enemies and for your enemies to be at peace with you. So remain obedient. Allow your light to continue to shine. And whenever you're told that it's not a light, allow it to shine even brighter. Because what may seem like is not a light to someone else. It may very well be a bright light to another person. I received a phone call the other day. And a lot of people know that when I started this podcast, I did it as a birthday gift to myself because I wanted something to be able to leave to my children. And I wanted to be able to journal vocally my path toward remarriage in hopes that my purpose partner would eventually find me. And for me to be able to go back over these recordings and for me to be able to go back over these episodes and for him to listen and see, I was doing the work, honey, way before you showed up, I was doing the work. And yes, there were times that the work was very painful because I had to dig up some things that I thought that I had dealt with, but they weren't fully healed. And so I had to talk about those things and get them off my chest. And then I had to go through the process of truly healing so that the next time the subject is brought up, I don't have that knot in my throat. I had to go through that. Still going through it. And so I had got a phone call and it was one of my relatives looking for my mother and trying to get in contact with my mother. And she didn't know how because my mother's phone number, the one that she had, that number no longer worked. And so as we were talking and I was trying, she was trying to get me to familiarize myself with her. And I just, for whatever reason, could not remember who she was. And so I gave her the information after she, you know, confirmed who she was and how she was related to me. I gave her the information to contact my mother. And then she stopped mid-sentence and said, oh yeah, by the way, Your mother gave us some of your cards for your podcast, and I listened to it. And I must say, I actually shed a few tears. I didn't know that you'd gone through all of that. Had not a clue. And to know that you went through all of that, and none of us knew. But you inspired me. So I had to pass this podcast on to a couple of my single friends in hopes that maybe something that you say can inspire them too. Because I'm married, but they're not. And I was inspired as a married woman. And I thought about that. I thanked her and I thought about that. And I was like, wow, Lord. Wow, Lord. Because sometimes when you're doing something and you're doing it from the depths of your heart and you're doing it from the depths of your soul because you want to do it for your children and for your children's children and you don't quite know 
what that looks like or how that's going to look or people going to accept it or people going to reject it or all these thoughts go through your head and you're just like, I don't even know. Like I ain't take no, took no training, Lord. I'm just talking to the people. I'm just saying my truth. How is that going to be received? If it's, is it going to be received and all you hear is, well, you can't, you know, you know, ran out of excuses. So um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and do that. What? So you want me to just go ahead and just start a podcast don't really know what i'm gonna talk about yeah just this is what you do do it oh okay yes sir i'm gonna i'm okay yes sir i'm I'm gonna do it and then to find out that my level of transparency has been an inspiration to other people because i am raw on this on these episodes real and wise but yes there are some things that i discuss and that i talk about that truly may rub people the wrong way and they're like i won't listen to this no more she ain't talking about nothing and you know what you're right to you i may not be talking about anything but there's someone that's listening that needed to hear my truth and that's the person that I'm talking to. This is going to conclude my episode on tonight. I do hope that you have the most amazing, wonderful evening and that it touches and blesses someone. However, before I conclude fully my episode, I'd love to read a letter to my future hubby. And this one is dated July the 3rd, 2021. And it says, Dear future hubby, I realize now that I was never truly meant to follow the crowd, to fit in, to be like everyone else, to go with the flow, to do what others do. Nope. It appears that this was never meant to be my testimony. I was predestined to be set apart. No wonder why most of my journey in life has been that although I am surrounded by a loving support system, I've walked most of this alone. I was meant to do just that. However, it was it has taken me a lot. I'm sorry. It has taken me all of this time to realize it. I just think differently. I process things differently. I operate differently than a lot of people. And to some people, that's very odd. That's very strange. But I couldn't quite place my finger on this one thing. And it was really starting to bother me. But now I realize that I've wasted so much time doing things like everybody else, or at least trying to, in an effort to quote unquote fit in, be accepted. I'm just not supposed to fit in. Call me a misfit, (laughs) the black sheep, pun intended, quirky, a square, whatever floats your boat. But I would love to find a way to continue to walk in my truth unapologetically. So now a new journey begins. I love you. Love, Teresa. 
So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.